All right, what's up, guys? Gold belts and glory. Uh, we got Rad Dog missing on the scene. He, he'll maybe be back next week. We got Coach Rich Trevino and Zombie Greg joining us. We're breaking down UFC 251, which was uh, definitely one of the biggest cards in a long, long time, probably since Connor and Khabib, I'd have to say. Uh, at least that's what Dana White was saying. Um, on the whole, you know, it, it progressively got worse, I would have to say. <laughs> started out, uh, especially <laughs> with, with, uh, with the Rose and, and Jessica Andrade, Andrade fight, uh, really good. And then, you know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So you, you didn't even remember the page fight. I'm going to talk about it right now. So we start off with Paige Van Zant taking on Amanda Rivas. Um, 43 seconds. Greg, uh, why don't you take us through that? It was more of a jiu-jitsu-based uh, finish. Yeah, I, I, dude, I knew that Van Zant was going to get smoked, dude. We all did. Uh, you know, Amanda Rivas is, is going to be, I think, an up-and-coming star. She's got good striking, but her she's a jiu-jitsu black belt in Brazil, and mm-hmm. – you could just tell the high level uh, of jujitsu that she has. Like she went from the armbar. Paige tried to turn on it, which is called a hitchhiker escape, and she went belly down armbar on it. Mm-hmm. And the counter to that, which Paige thought, is that she'll roll out of it. But number one, if you watch it again, when she tries to roll, uh, he was, has her heel up, so it blocked her from rolling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, even if she would have rolled, she would have been in an even worse armbar than she was in. So. She was fucked, dude. As soon as I saw her getting the armbar, she was done, dude. Yeah, and that's pretty much all she wrote on Paige Van Zant. In the press, post press, uh, Dana White even said, you know, she came out and talked all that shit, and she got smoked. Literally his words, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> she got smoked <laughs> in 43 seconds. Uh, what did you take away from this fight, Rich? Um, I can't, I can't argue anything with Zombie over here. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I, it went. What I did seconds. see, what I did see was I did see Paige Van Zant being kind of. Uh, I think that was the same arm she had broken like twice and had yeah. had uh, surgery on twice. So that tap was fucking quicker than probably a usual tap. Um, yeah. Not that she was gonna do anything, any other damage to this girl, but yeah. Paige Van Zant uh, <laughs> did talk all that shit and got fucking smoked like a joint. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think she'll go to bellator dude I, I i said that from the very beginning her husband's there and i just think she's she thinks bellator's gonna pay her all this money dude and they're stupid if they do she's got an eight and five record never been a champion i mean i don't know man i don't think she's worth the money dude to be honest with you she needs to go to instagram bro and stay yeah that's where she needs to be for sure I mean, we had this uh, conversation about her last week um the the skill doesn't match the looks and the the personality, you know. And it, it really showed here. I mean, yeah, it's exactly how everybody thought it was going to go. Um, so the next fight was, I would say, probably a title eliminator for the um, what is it, the strawweight title in, in the women's division? The, the the champion is Zhang Wanli. Uh, yeah. You have Rose or Thug Rose Nama Nunez beating Jessica Andrade. Uh, Three. Uh, I went to the judges, split and decision. yeah, it was a split decision, which I don't fucking understand. For the life I don't know of how it was a split decision at all, dude. Um, are we all in agreement here that this is the fight of the night? Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Rose looked fucking awesome, dude. These two chicks beat the fuck out of each other. Um, they did. This- but the one thing I was noticing, dude, is it, the one thing I want to really cover on this fight that I was trying to make a point to is. Dude, Rose's head movement and her footwork is fucking phenomenal, dude. You can tell that she's been working hard with Trevor Whitman because Andrade missed a shitload of, fu- of shots, dude. A well, lot. I was kind you of go thinking, back and watch that fight. Watch how many shots she misses, dude. I was kind of thinking Andrade, um, her head movement was very the, – the bob and weave was, like, very expressed. Yeah. And I think – because it wasn't as subtle as like Rose's was per se. Um, she didn't right. have as much control with her combos as Rose did. Cause Rose was a lot more confined, especially the first round. She was really doing work in close quarters. Um, just, just lighten her up in that first round. 
And yeah. even in the second round, she was peppering one-twos like there was no tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> I did think Jessica Andrade finished the second round strong. The third round, I actually gave to Jessica Andrade, and she really she took it to fucking Rose in this third round. Yeah. Huge bombs. She hit her with a head and arm slam, took her down. Um, Rose got a takedown as well, and, and Jessica just kind of started throwing her around in that third round. I don't mm -hmm. know if Rose being out so long, she kind of ran out of gas. Um, her face looked fucking destroyed after this fight, but she did yeah. win this. I had it two rounds to one. Me too. Give her Rose. Me too. Okay, so this is why I know, I know, I know what I'm talking about because okay, Chael, Chael Sonnen, um, uh, uh, Ariel Hawani, and I'm not comparing myself to these guys, but I'm just saying they both said the same exact thing that if Doug Rose's fucking brain was right, nobody could fucking beat her. Now. I agree with you, Mike. She didn't look as crisp. If 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 this Doug Rose fought Young Jacek, mm -hmm. she would have lost. Mm -hmm. Because because that first Doug Rose that we saw was a fucking animal, and right. she was finely tuned. This one looked like she had been out for a while. Mm -hmm. And I know Dominic Cruz doesn't believe in ring rust, but it showed that it showed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Doug Rose was like eighty. 89% herself in this fight. I think so. Her, her movement was beautiful. Her head movement was beautiful. She was picking her shots. She was fucking, uh, you know, using her, her length. She was doing all that stuff. And um, I just think she looked a little bit off. She didn't look as solid as she did when she beat uh, Joanna Jemjajic. Now, um, that movement from Andrade was just fucking stupid. I mean, you can't move your head, bob, bob and weave like that, and have any timing at all. Right. I mean, Greg, to your point, I think she missed a lot of those shots because of that fucking head movement. Right. Because she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, she didn't have her timing down. And Rose was just saying, "You're a dumb bitch. I'm gonna come with this fucking overhand right, right yeah. when you come back to this this fucking side." Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. I'm, I think Rose, her striking looked a lot more crisp. Yeah, it, it collected than than Andrade did, but that's what I was saying. I think that has a lot to do with she has Trevor Whitman as her striking coach, and he's probably about as best as, as it comes when it comes to striking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I it, I think him being in her corner definitely showed. No doubt. Okay, so uh, the third fight here we've got uh, the bant vacant vacant bantamweight championship. Um, Jose Aldo taking on Peter Yan. Peter Yan gets the victory Murder. after 789 headstrikes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so Aldo started going back to the leg kicks, and a couple times he hit him. He knocked him right on his fucking ass with those leg kicks. Um, his leg kicks are big, dude. He got, yeah. he got a shot in the first round, though, in the gut when he was on the bottom. Yes. That really hurt Aldo. Big time. Well, I think Aldo was trying to get him to – uh, get sucked into some ground game on the jiu-jitsu side of it. Yeah. And instead, Peter Yon just socked him right in the stomach. And I don't know if it yeah. broke a rib or or something, but it completely changed his whole outlook after that because I noticed in second round, Aldo started going to Muay Thai straight up. Yeah. And um, trying to go back with those leg kicks. And, and it just – as the rounds went on, you could see Aldo's age showing, you know, or – yes. Uh, you know, and, and Jan just started to take over as this fight continued on. Um, and then, like we said, I think this round, this fight ended in the fourth round, if, if I'm not mistaken here. Uh, he just fucking – no, I'm sorry, it was round five. But round five, he got Aldo on the ground. And he unloaded so many straight shots right to the head and we're like, why isn't this fight being stopped? Like, it was just pure murder, dude. I mean, I don't know how many fucking times he hit this guy in the head unanswered before they finally stopped the fight. I think, I think it was like 68 or something like that. Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, all... I mean don't, don't hold me to that, but I think it was like 68. Are we all in agreement that this was a late stoppage? 100%. 
Yeah, I, I found myself, I honestly found myself saying to myself, like, please, God, stop this fight. I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even exaggerating that I was thinking in my head, please stop this fucking fight, dude. This is not even like, this is not even like, I don't want to see this anymore. Aldo was just getting fucking jacked. We all chose, oh, wait, I think you, Greg, chose Aldo, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I almost didn't. I almost went with Aldo because I know his warrior spirit, sure, but yeah. that guy is just too young, too fast, too mean, too strong. And and I thought he was going to fuck him up in the first round. Me too. And then, like you said, Mike, his age kind of showed. He slowed down after that gut shot. He got fucking tired. His gas tank, like, even after the round, he was just kind of like, yeah, I think I'm good, like, yeah, like he didn't go back to the to the corner. Like, all right, I'm fucking ready for this next round. He was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I don't believe I'm dead yet. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, and I don't know. Like I said, that gut shot changed everything. After yeah. he got hit like that, his whole outlook changed. When you come out of, you're kind of doing a a, a classic um, martial arts fighting stance or boxing stance in the first round. He came out in the second round straight Muay Thai and changed it yeah. up. And that, that tells me that something changed there. Like, he had to go to a different game plan than what he originally had. I don't know if that was part of his strategy to come in to try to change stances and throw this motherfucker off. But it seemed yeah. like it was predicated on him getting hit right where he got hit. So, right. I, I don't know. But, um, man, he got some fucking CTE after this, dude, because – yeah, Rion was just throwing bombs on him when he was on top, and they should have stopped it way sooner than that. Yeah. Um, okay, and the most controversial fight of the night, we've got Alexander Volkanovsky defending his uh, featherweight championship against Max Holloway. Volkanovsky gets the split decision victory. Um, I All three of us thought for sure – Holloway won this fight, and it wasn't even close. Even though I picked Volkanovski, and so did you, Rich, um, I don't feel good saying that because I really do feel like Holloway won the fight. But when you look at the numbers, um, Volkanovski had the edge. Yeah, he did. In everything. So um, yeah. what, what the fuck were we looking at here, dude? I think it was a super close fight. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was close enough to where it could possibly be edged. But I think that he stole it around in the, in the last two rounds. I think definitely the takedowns help, and yeah. I, I think he stole it in the last two rounds. I think the first three rounds were really close, mm. but it was close enough to where anybody could have stole it in those last two rounds. Everybody's pointing to the third round as the um, the one where it could go either way. I had it three rounds to two. I thought Holloway won the first three rounds pretty handily, and then I thought Volkanovski won the last two. But, man, I'm looking at the numbers here, and – he outstruck him in significant strikes, in total strikes, even though it was close. And he got three takedowns to Max Holloway's zero takedowns. So, yeah. uh, man, maybe I just – I don't know. Maybe – a lot of people are pointing to Michael Bisbing's complete uh, biased commentary as the reason why everybody thought Holloway was robbed here. But uh, I don't know. I just um, – I don't know, like, uh, Rich, what do you think about this shit, man? So I'm in total agreement with both of you guys. I I believe that Holloway won the fight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anything that um, Volkanovski did to sway any any round except for the last two rounds. Mm. What his his leg kicks weren't as effective as they were in the first fight because Max was coming back and he was moving forward and he was checking his distance better and he was doing all that stuff. So I think what I saw was a total domination the first two rounds. I did too. And then the third round, I, I, and I wasn't trying to be biased because I like Max Holloway, but I'm not like a full fucking, you know, let's go Max Holloway fan, right? And then I just, I gave the third round to Max for sure. Now, here's, here's where MMA gets kind of fucked up besides the judging. If you have a takedown and the guy pops back up to his feet, 
How the fuck do you count that as a takedown? Because there's no control, right? Right. You know, in a wrestling match, you get uh, what they call um, shit. I haven't seen wrestling in so long. I'm fucking. You get what they call reaction time. Yeah. So if so if somebody grabs my legs and I fall to my hip, but I pop I pop right back up, the ref is not going to call that too unless the guy has full fucking control. Right. Mm. It's the Volkanovski, same thing. Yeah, three seconds right. you have to have control. Exactly. Yeah. Volkanovski took him down. Max jumped right back off the cage and fucking stood him up. No question. The only takedown that I think was legit was when Max tried to take him down and he fell on his back. Yeah. That 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 inside trip he did, he it was legit, but it was it wasn't enough. You don't he didn't he didn't hold him down for three seconds. He didn't hold him down for five seconds. He didn't fucking land no ground and pound. He didn't do any of that. And these judges are fucking swayed by takedowns, which is kind of sacrilege for me to say. But I don't believe that Volkanovski's takedowns were enough to fucking sway the judges like that. But, I mean, they were. And the last thing I want to say about this is I listened to uh, Josh the Punk Thompson mm -hmm. and um, uh, – John McCarthy. John McCarthy. Yeah. John McCarthy's exact words were, "I wrote the fucking rules," and Max Holloway won that fight. And those guys aren't going by the rules that I had set in place. Yeah. Damn, dude. Um, I mean, I guess it's that old adage: you don't leave it to the judges because shit like this, you know. And um. People were saying, too, if this was Holloway defending the strap against Volkanovski, it probably would have went the other way because they have that saying, too, you got to take the championship, you know. Uh, you got to go take the belt. You can't just coast on it, you know. So, I don't know, though. I, I, I clearly thought Holloway won this fight, and maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I, I'm not alone in this opinion. Um, no. You have many prominent UFC fighters coming out saying the same thing, so – I don't know. There needs to be some kind of change in the judging or the rules or something, man, because this just didn't this just didn't add up. I thought Holloway won this fight. Yeah. So so here's my argument to what you said, Mike. And and Greg, you could probably attest to this too. That's a bullshit ass fucking like saying where you gotta go take it away from the guy. What if you guys are evenly matched? What if it's a fucking two to one match? What if it's a one-to-one -one match and you didn't need an escape to win or you need to do side control or something like that to win a match? Right. Right. Like, yeah. I want it as bad as you do, but we're so evenly matched and it's so close that we can't fucking, you know, we, we, I don't like that saying because I don't believe it's true unless, like, the challenger is, like, some fucking bum that doesn't belong in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you got Max Blast Holloway, who's probably the best fighter on the planet, and then you got Volkanovski, who already beat him, mm. that's that's so fucking close. Just like just like almost the first fight. That I mean, I can't I can't say that Max didn't do enough. I I really think he did. Do they run it back? Volkanovski's no. beat him twice. Yeah. I mean, they they can. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Well, Triple C is apparently coming for Volkanovski, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this brings us to the main event, the, the fight we've all been wanting to see, and it fucking went exactly how Rich and I said it was going to go. <laughs> Tomorrow, Usman, Russell fucks Jorge Massival against yeah. Cage, five rounds, steps on his feet 987 times, never goes <laughs> for a finish once, Never tries to uh, end the fight or really even do shit. I mean, he just he just played the control game. The same thing he did with Tyron Woodley, man. Yeah. And, you know, to some respects, the, the wrestler in me, like, appreciates the domination. And uh, the, the fight fan in me, though, doesn't want to see this shit, man. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So... I don't know. So, here's what I think, dude. Here's what I think. Hey, here's what I think. Um, I think that 
that um, Usman was scared of um, Masvidal's power. Okay, because because he did the same thing to uh, Woodley. Woodley, mm. because he knew if Woodley would have landed a fucking punch, it would have been game the fuck over. By the so, way, Zombie so, Greg had to cut out. He told me to tell everyone though his thoughts are this fight sucked. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. So, so that was that was why Usman did that, and that was smart yeah. on his part. And and the wrestler in me, like you said, Mike, really enjoyed the control and how he did that. But that really showed um, how how uh, tough George Masvidal's uh, defense is with his takedowns. Now, oh yeah, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, he's training with Bo Nickel. If you know anything about collegiate wrestling or NCAA wrestling. Mm. Bo Nickel is a fucking giant beast monster white guy fucking from Penn State who was groomed by fucking Chael, Kale Sanderson, who's the greatest fucking, one of the greatest American wrestlers ever, went fucking, what, 259 and 0 or 159 and 0 in college, never mm. lost a fucking match. I mean, you, you know, so that showed how Masvidal and who he was training with Bo Nichols a fucking beast. He's a, he's a, he's a, uh, he didn't make the Olympic team because he lost to another monster, which is kind of scary. And, and he won the junior worlds. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's a fucking monster, man. He's, he's one of the up and comers. Um, but anytime that Usman got hit by Masvidal or he got fucking, he, he did not like it, dude. And he fucking pressed him because he did not want to get hit. And he knew if he would have got connected on, it would have been fucking lights out. Yeah, I agree. We we talked about this um, uh, last week uh, when we were doing the previous show. I got breaking news. Marlon, Marlon Morris test tests positive. positive for coronavirus. Yep. Marlon Rice. Fuck. Um, we talked about this last week though. He stood in there and banged with Colby Covington because Colby Covington hits like a bitch. He can't. Yeah. His power, he has no power behind his punches. So you're going to stand there and bang with him. You're not going to do that with a killer like Mastival or Mastival, dude, um, who's been baptizing fools in his own words. You know, he's been knocking people out like there's no tomorrow. So what he did was smart, but the, the thing is, like, nobody wants to see that, dude. Nobody wants to pay for that. He's not exciting. He's boring. He's the fucking, in some respects, he's like the Mayweather of the sport, dude. Like, Mayweather's not going to fight like that either, you know? Right, right. He just does what he needs to do to win. And then this is kind of what Usman does. Like, I, all he kept doing was hugging him, pushing him against the cage, stepping on his toes. He Even on when he had control, uh, control on the ground, he was never going for a finish, you know? I mean, it was kind of the same thing Curtis Blades just did. But at least, yeah, Blades, was getting, at least Blades was getting takedowns, dude. This guy was pretty much just smashing him against the cage. So, I don't know. I just, you know, he had five takedowns in this in this fight. Curtis Blades in that fight, everybody was talking shit on. What do you have, 14 takedowns? Yeah, or I think it was 16. <laughs> Dude, like that's a massive amount. And they, they say here that Usman had 263 total strikes in this. I didn't see it unless they're counting those foot stomps. As total yeah, they strikes. are counting the foot stomps. How how many they are counting the foot stomps, which is stupid. How go. many how many did he land jabs or 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 hooks or anything like that or to the head or to the body? Does it say like five? <laughs> Ninety four significant out of two hundred and sixty three strikes. I mean that's just fucking nasty. Yeah, that that tells you everything you need to know, man. Um, I mean I mean the the other thing was uh you know Masvidal coming off six days and I know he said he doesn't want um. He doesn't want that to be an excuse and this and that or whatever. But that very first round, he was throwing those kicks, and then Usman caught that, that kick, and he kind of slipped, and, the, and they went down. And mm -hmm. then um, Usman off his back was hitting, you know, elbows to the top of the head right. and, you know, punches and stuff like that. And, he, right. and I think he gassed himself out for, for the rest of the fight. But, you know, in his words, he dug deep, and he found out what he was really made of. Um, when I watched the post 
fight press conference, I saw a lot of like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and like my favorite wrestlers uh, mentality where it's like, I just lost and I want to go run sprints and I want to go hit the bag and I don't want to go home. I, I don't want to eat. I don't want to drink. I want to go fucking train because I knew I fucking shouldn't have lost like this. Mm-hmm. So um, he had that mentality and I kind of like that. I kind of like that from him instead yeah. of being like the arrogant guy, you know, he made no excuses either. You know, he said in his own words, he had a shitty performance. Uh, I mean, fuck, the guy cut 20 pounds of weight in six days, you know, flew across the world, took four COVID tests. Um, uh, he'll be back. Uh, I think the question now is, like, what's next for Mastiball? Um, It would probably be uh, Leon Edwards or the big, 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 big money fight. And too bad Ryan's not here is my boyfriend <laughs> – my boyfriend and sex slave, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. He, he said he doesn't want to fight Colby Covington because he was just finished by Usman with the full fight camp, so there's no reason to fight that bum. He talked about Leon Edwards. I know he had talked about um, if he won the belt, he wanted to fight Wonder Boy again and avenge that loss, and he wanted to fight – uh, Nate Diaz again and, and kind of in that fight on a better note, even though he dominated him. Um, I can't see the Wonder Boy fight because I think Wonder Boy probably needs to – I could see Wonder Boy fighting Edwards next, you know, and, and from there maybe Wonder Boy kind of jumps back into that talk, uh, you know, yeah. something that – something that, or Colby, or he could fight Colby. Um, Massivall to this point – it's too big, I think, unless those guys get a couple more wins under their belt. I could see a Connor super fight. I could see a Nate Diaz rematch. Possibly Leon Edwards, just because he's up there um, in the rankings. But, you know, I think he gets one more win in this division, and he's right back there uh, fighting the winner of Gilbert Burns and Usman. Because there's another thing Dana White said that Burns is definitely the next in line. Uh, to fight Usman once he gets back. So, um. Right. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that the reason why I bring up Masvidal or Edwards or Masvidal and Connor is because um, Usman is going to fight Burns next 100% unless um, either of them get COVID again. Yeah. Um. So, so I think, I think for Masvidal who's made a name for himself, I think, uh, I think uh, Connor or Edwards would probably be the biggest money fight because mm. there's bad blood between all of them, really. I think there's money there with Colby, too, because of the history. There used to be former training partners. That's true. Um, you know, I think people would probably – I don't know. I mean, I think the money was there to see Colby get his ass beat against Usman, and everybody saw that. But it makes me wonder if they would watch this again to see him get his ass beat against Jorge. I'm not sure, man. They would watch Kobe Covington get his ass whooped by the fucking maid, bro. (laughs) Um, All right, well, let's let's, uh, shoot the news right now. So uh, the first story I want to bring up is, and I was talking to Rich a little bit earlier about this. This is in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling put on probably the first show in front of live fans, maybe in the world. It's definitely the first I've heard of it. Um, And this was uh, Dominion, a pay-per-view. They had a tournament going on, which I don't know if they had live fans in that or not. This was the first event with actual fans in the crowd they had one-third capacity in this arena they had no um concessions as far as i know they had no uh merchandise uh stands 
I think you had a certain amount of time you had to get in and get in your seat. Everybody had to wear masks the entire time. Um, I'm not sure like how bathroom control was and all those things, but uh, do, you, do you think the UFC can follow a similar model to this going forward? Um, I think they could, uh, but Definitely the venues. Not in the States. Are, <laughs> no, no, yeah, right, no, because the venues are a lot smaller for UFC events than they are for. Um, WWE events. I I think I, it, it seems like that anyway. It seems like the the WWE events have this big fucking giant arena with millions and millions of people. It looks bigger than a UFC event. Yeah, this is New so Japan though, but I don't know how big this arena was. This was okay. New Japan. Okay, not WWE. I, I think I think. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, I think one third capacity is good. Um, they probably had three or four seats between uh, each of them. Um, I don't know if I don't know if USC, UFC could pull this off, man. I mean, did they have drinks and everything like that, like for I people to get stupid so. on alcohol? Um, I do not think so. I, I don't think they had concessions. Um, I don't think they had uh, merchandise. From what I understand, you had a certain amount of time to get into the arena. And it was only one third capacity, and I'm not sure how big this arena is that they had this event in. But I just, I, like you said, I don't know. Especially the states are not going to have live fans for a long, long time because COVID is just blowing up here like there's no tomorrow. Um, but here's another thing I wanted to bring up because we talk about draws on here a lot, right? So uh, the champion of this promotion he won these titles in january and then COVID hit promotion shut down so this guy had the two top titles because they had a title for title matches tetsuya naito so they had him go against one of his former stable mates if you're not familiar with new japan they kind of have like teams and so there was the tetsuya naito belonged to um los ingornables de japan or that's i think that's how you say it <laughs> They have poem. Awesome. There you go. Um, and this guy, Evil, belonged to that promotion. Well, he turned on Naito and joined the Bullet Club. They put the straps on this guy, this guy, Evil, who has been pretty much a mid-carder forever. No one ever thought this guy would be a world champion. But a lot of people are saying, if you're ever going to put the strap on a guy like this, now's the time to do it because you don't have to draw a full arena. You only have to draw one third of the arena. And yeah, so, that like, makes sense. That makes sense. Like if the UFC were to follow that that path, I mean, it kind of goes back to like a Gilbert Burns putting him in this title shot with Usman originally. You don't have to fill an arena. So fuck it. Put the guys in. As long as it's going to sell pay-per-views for UFC, that's all they care about, right? Right, because it's going to sell pay-per-views because people are home doing nothing and they want to watch something. Exactly. So I thought that was interesting, though. Um, it sounds like it was a success, so I think they're going to continue this in the future. But like I said, business in the States has got a long way to go before we get to that point. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody everybody, everybody who's listening or downloading, we appreciate it. But I guess in California, uh, the, the governor already shut it down again. So yeah, today. Much. So, I mean, everything's going back in reverse, man. This is getting crazy. So I believe we haven't talked about this uh, on the last show. I think it happened maybe after the fact, but uh, Khabib's dad passed away from COVID. Mm. Um, I believe he's still scheduled to fight Justin Gaethje in September, but I'm not 100% positive on that. I, 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 I didn't see any plans to change that, but I'll tell you what. Uh, first off, um, big respect to uh, Abdulmanak, uh, Nurmagomedov, um, for sure. He, he built some major champions. A lot of people were using his business, um, his uh, business frame to, to do a lot of their training, a lot of that stuff. Um, for Khabib to be, to not have his dad there or in the corner, I think Unfortunately, I have to say it, but I think that this is the perfect time for Gaethje to 
win the strap because because it, he won't be the same guy uh, in the corner. It'll be like it'll be like when uh, Rocky lost Mick, dude, and and he fucking and he had to fight Clubber Lang, who was mm-hmm. a fucking beast. Uh, I just uh, unless Khabib goes full fucking, I'm gonna avenge my dad's name on yeah. your face and yeah. and then um, you know. But the way Khabib talks about his dad and his parents in general and about loving your elders and stuff like that. I think he's devastated, man, and I don't know if if he's fully gonna be mentally ready to fucking go out there without his dad the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Dern and Ronda Marcos strawweight bout UFC 253, which I'm assuming is the Khabib Gaethje uh, card as well. Neither one of these women are ranked, but should be. Nice little fight to look at. It'll, it'll be a good. It'll be a good tussle. <laughs> um. So, Davison Figueroa, I'm probably saying that completely wrong. 100%. Tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he said he had the virus three months ago. He believed it was definitely a false positive. He took another couple of tests, and he was, in fact, negative. So he w- is at Fight Island, and he will be fighting uh, Joseph Benavidez once again for this vacant flyweight. No, it's flyweight? I forget what the uh, yeah, title it's, is. Whatever the, tiny, whatever the tiny guys are. The tiny oh, he's title. back in? I didn't hear that. Yeah, he is. He's back in. Wow, good. Um, Did we see that going the same way? I don't know way? why he... I don't know why he knocked the fuck out of Benavides last time. And Benavides is like 163. I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm a, I, look, I don't know. I'm a little guy, but, well, I'm, I used to be a little guy and I'm a fat bitch, but I, I just don't, I don't think there's room for that weight, man. There's nobody, there's nobody good to look at. There's nobody sexy in that weight, man. Yeah. There's no six packs that I want to see in that weight class, man. This is true. This is 100% true. Let's see here. Um, you've got Sean O'Malley taking on Marlon Vera. Uh, this is UFC 252, which will break down that entire card uh, probably in a couple weeks. It's a Stipe DC3 uh, card. Why is Sean O'Malley fighting down? That's what I don't understand. Because Vera is not ranked. I don't understand why he's not taking on like top 10 competition at this point. Well, here's, here's, um, Sean O'Malley. Here's what I love about Sean O'Malley besides the fact that he's a crazy bastard. Mm. He doesn't believe that he deserves to be in those big shots yet until Mm. he feels like he deserves it. So he's he's he said I forget he might have been talking to Ariel Hawani, and he said that he goes you know what man I still got a lot of work to do I might be knocking fools out and I might be doing that and might be doing this and that he goes but I still have a lot of work to do I don't I don't feel like I I don't feel like I deserve a a top ranked guy yet I I still feel like I need to come from the bottom because he 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 kind of uh, he kind of uh, um, he said he didn't want to be like a Darren Till, where Darren Till got all this hype and then got up to the big dogs and then got fucked up. Right. So he said, he literally said, I want to work my way up and I'll just take any fight. I don't care. Mm. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Black Thor is coming back. Thiago Santos is taking on fucking Glover Teixeira in headline UFC September 12th fight night. What's up with John Jones? Dude, he's holding out. It's interesting. Like, uh, are they going to take the strap off him or what? And I haven't even heard him on Twitter or anything. Mm-mm. He's usually talking shit on Twitter or fucking doing stupid shit and getting caught with drugs or guns or beating wives and shit. But... 
I haven't heard anything from him. Maybe this is a good, maybe this helps his life. No shit. Robert Whitaker's manager arrested for allegedly defrauding another client out of 1.15 million. Not good. Snakes in the grass, man. You can't, dude. And this goes back to Sean O'Malley. He fired his fucking manager. Did you know this? Yes. Sean O'Malley fired his manager because his manager wanted like 20%. And Sean O'Malley was like, um, no, you're fired. I'm fucking taking care of myself. He, he goes in there and talks to Dana White and the matchmakers himself, dude. That's badass. That's very badass. Uh, Mike Perry. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> Rich is shaking his head. Um... Okay, so first of all, let me just let me just okay. say this before it. you go. You cannot call. Okay, first of all, if you're a white guy, I'm just saying, you can't call an older white guy that you're about to knock out the N word like six times. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, you can't do that. Well, Tyron Woodley gave him a pass, didn't he? Tyron Woodley did give him the go-ahead card because I think Tyron Woodley was laughing at it. You guys can look it up. You just just type in Tyron Woodley uh, and Google Tyron Woodley, Mike Perry, uh, N-word or something like that. And it, it's, it literally shows um, Mike Perry saying, what's up, my N-word, to... Uh, Tyron Woodley and Tyron Woodley just laughs it off, dude. So, so that's number one. And number two, you can't just—I mean, Conor McGregor did it, and he didn't do as good of a job, you know. But Mike Perry knocked the fuck out of this guy, dude. Mike Perry knocked the fuck out of this guy. I mean, and you got his chick like I mean, trying okay. to tell him to back down, and he was like, "Fuck that." What I saw in the video was Mike Perry was being very loud and very vocal. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Leave me alone. Back up. I'm just trying to do this. Back the fuck up. Doing a boom, 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 boom. Back up, you N-word. Back up, you N-word about six times to a white guy. And then the guy touched him. And Mike Perry didn't want any of it. And he fucking threw a right cross and knocked his old ass out. (laughs) The UFC has said they're not going to offer Mike Perry another fight until he completes treatment, which is like, why didn't you do this for John Jones? I don't fucking understand. Right. You know? Right. Um, uh, what? Fuck, man. And then he's on Twitter and he's saying like, motherfuckers better stay six feet away or I'm going to Sparta kick their <laughs> ass and hand out Stone Cold Stunners and all kinds of shit, dude. <laughs> he has lost his damn mind. He really has. He's lost man. his mind. And yeah, when you heard him, when you heard him talk after he beat Mickey Gall, like I was like, all right, so he's just on hard times, man. Maybe this guy is just a gimmick, just to sell fights and and all that. And then Tyron Woodley's saying, you can't like sell fights off this guy's gimmick of being crazy and things like that, and then expect him to dial it down in the real world and blah blah blah. I don't agree with that, man. You know how this business works. I'll tell you what, I don't think it's a gimmick. I don't think it's a gimmick, bro. It's not. I, I don't think Definitely it's a gimmick. Not. I think mm-hmm. I think he has I think he has some screws loose. I'll tell you what though, and we've talked about this like on one of the very first podcasts. If you are a UFC fighter, if you are a fighter in general, if you are a high level jujitsu player, if you are a high level wrestler, you got fucking shit wrong in your brain to fucking keep continuing to want to get your ass whooped every fucking day, man. Well, I think too, there's there's guys in the UFC that are like collegiate athletes that make the crossover and they kind of have their wits about them a bit. And then there's guys that just came straight from the streets. And I think Mike Perry is one of those guys. And it's hard for him why you, to switch that off. You know what I mean? Why do you think Ben Askren fucking quit immediately after getting knocked out in negative one and a half seconds. No, he had because one more fight, remember? Fucking, he got tapped out friends. by Damian Maya. Oh, you're right. But that one was going to be like a hug fest. So no one was really, no one, he wasn't worried going into that one. But uh, 
I mean, he's he's a smart guy. He has a dad bod. Um, <laughs> and he didn't want to lose any more brains. He didn't want to lose any more brain cells, dude. Yeah. Bottom line, he wants to be able to talk on his rudest podcast and he mm -hmm. wants to be able to still, you know, sell insurance if he needs to. So <laughs> that's it, dude. Um all right, let's preview these next two fight cards here and then um we'll get the fuck on out of here. So <coughs> excuse me. Wednesday night, we got a fight night. Um I'll just kind I'll just go over uh I'll go over the top three fights. You got Jimmy Rivera taking on Cody Stammen, featherweight bout. Uh, the co-main, you got Tim Elliott taking on Ryan Benoit. In the main event, you've got Calvin Qatar taking on Dan Eagy. That should be a good fight. Uh, that one will be a good fight. I think uh, Jimmy Rivera is. Uh, I'm just. I don't want to. I don't want to get too long on this, but. I think these guys are done, man. Like a lot of these older fighters, Jimmy Rivera's been in the UFC for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, dude, if you're not training to fucking win a title and these guys think they are, but they'll never get there. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, I think it's time to go to Bellator, man. <laughs> and then Saturday night, there's another fight card. Um. Really, the two fights of note here, uh, the co-main, you've got Jack Hermanson, 20 and five, taking on Kelvin Gastelum at 16 and five. And then you've got the flyweight title match that we were discussing, which is uh, Figueredo and Benavidez. And I think, uh, I, I'm kind of tempted to pick Jack Hermanson here against Gastelum, dude. I was just about to say that uh, Gaslam hasn't been the same since he had that fight with Izzy. Yes. Um, even though he, even though uh, I think he didn't he beat Bisbing after that. Gaslam. Yeah. Because he knocked out Bisbing. I, I don't think that was after, dude. He fought. Um, he fought uh, Darren Till, and that fight sucked. Darren Till won. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're on. He's on a right. two-fight skid now. I just don't think. I, I think Gaslam laid it all out there with that Izzy fight. It was a banger. He lost. He lost so many brain cells and so much life off of his fucking. And so many years and off soul. of his life. <laughs> I mean, if he was a cat, he definitely lost eight and a half lives that night. One hundred percent. Uh, as far as the main event, we, we both see it going with uh, Figueredo winning the title, correct? Yeah, it's going to be a fucking knockout. He fucking makes weight. Apparently, he's, only, he's, 10 pound, he's within 10 pounds of striking range. The last time he missed weight, he was 20 pounds off or so. So We'll see, dude. This is a tough Like you just said, that's a tough weight to make, dude. With yeah, the these guys aren't jockeys, right? bro. Yeah, these guys aren't <laughs> jockeys, man. I mean, dude, fucking jockeys have to stand on the scale with the fucking saddle and all of their gear. They got to weigh like 110 with the fucking saddle, bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the last thing uh, we can touch on real quick. I almost forgot to mention this. UFC 4, uh, they revealed the gameplay trailer and the cover fighters is Israel Adesanya and uh, Gamebred. Uh, and it looks like you can fight like in the backyards and some kind of Mortal Kombat type arena. Uh, and then uh, pre-order yeah, bonuses. Yeah, I think it was the. Uh, I, I think it was the Bloodsport, the Bloodsport arena where he fucking puts his hands. Oh, that's in badass, the, dude. In the glass. No, that's kickboxer. Might have, oh, you're right, kickboxer. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, 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 I might have to fucking put a little DL on my fucking PlayStation and see what it looks like, even though they all those fucking games look the same. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, Pre-order bonuses, though, is Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. They're in the game? Yeah, they're, if, you're, if you pre-order the game, you get both of them. Oh, shit. I might have to do that. The That's last pre-order was Bruce Lee, the last fight, or the last game. Yes. So. I definitely picked up Bruce Lee in my pre-order. Don't fuck around. Yeah, I'll probably end up picking this one up, dude. I, I, I want to check it out, but... 
I heard the last game was shit, man. I mean, I mean, a, man, a game like that, you can't really, there's not really much to do, man. Like, it's, it's the same takedowns. It's the same, like, rolling. It's the same, like, mm. head kicks. It's the same punches. It's the same, like, you know, nasty double legs where they fucking look like they're trying to suck a dick on the way down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just... It, it just like there's nothing you can do to make that better. There's not enough. There's not enough of those little balls you stick on your body and and get in front of a camera and do all Motion these movements. Motion capture, yeah, right. To actually track a legit takedown because there's so there's so many intricacies on a high crotch or a double or a single mm. leg to you know to a dump or something like that. So, I mean, it is it's fun for what it is. You know, I mean, if you're playing online and stuff like that. By the way, I'm a big gamer, and so is uh, my buddy here, Mike. Um, so, you know, we might get into games, <laughs> gameplay talk later, but, um, you know, it, it's the same game, bro. It's like fucking kind of like, it's kind of like Call of Duty right now. Everybody's saying like, fuck, dude, Call of Duty sucks. It's the same fucking game. Like, we had a big, big update download, and nothing changed. Yeah. Maybe some guns got nerfed, and these kind of things but it was like you know everybody was waiting for a, a change on the map or something like that and that didn't happen all right man well uh we'll be back next week to probably break down the the top fights on these two fight nights um i don't know about those lower fights but uh we'll definitely break down the top two of each of those cards i'd say does that sound good to you sounds good to me we'll get into some news i know some shit's gonna happen along the way 100%. And so, uh, sounds yeah, good. That's it, brother. All right, we'll talk to you later. See ya.